With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks once again for tuning in and joining us. Today, I want to talk to you about your customer's experience. Now, the customer experience is a buzzword that is used all over the place. However, I really think how the people who buy from you experience you as an individual, I think it really impacts your success. I have been invited recently to speak to several associations and companies who are in the business to consumer space. Now, most of my career, I have worked in business to business sales and marketing. And in my speaking career, I oftentimes work with groups that are really geared towards the business to business model. And so when I first got sort of invited to come and talk about networking, in a retail environment or in a B2C environment, I was afraid the message may not work. I was afraid that people would roll their eyes at me, that they may not think this message really matters. However, what I have found is that it's really being well received. Now, sometimes I'll be in the mix to speak somewhere and the committee, someone on the committee will say, oh, that networking stuff isn't what we do. But networking isn't the right word. It's really about successfully building relationships with the people with whom you do business and having a strategy and a commitment to making sure that their experience and in interacting with you is something that they will remember. It's kind of making sure that when they walk away from any interaction with you, that they have some sort of a positive feeling. Now, surveys show that 90% of strategies that are adopted in business fail. And this is because they have flawed design or they have flawed implementation. But let's think about this for a minute. When we're talking about networking and what I really believe it is to build that type of a relationship with people, it's not some schmoozy schmooze fest thing. It's not shoving business cards in people's hand. It's not trying to convince people to buy from you. What it is to network, what it really is to build you know, these types of relationships that are so important to all of us, is it's creating long-term and mutually beneficial relationships where other people, where everybody in these relationships finds more success because of the relationship than they would without the relationship. So when people roll their eyes at the idea of networking and say, oh, that's not for us, why in the world would your business not be interested in long-term and mutually beneficial relationships? This is the way people succeed. It is those long-term and mutually beneficial relationships that lead to the most successful people. When we look at who we admire the most, nobody did it alone. I argue that you cannot be successful alone in a field. Now, someone will always find some sort of outlier who was a total jerk, wasn't nice to anybody, and made lots of money. And that's true. There's all kinds of outliers. But if we really look for the majority of people 
who find the levels of success that I believe we all desire, this becomes really important. And they don't really teach it in school. Growing up, when you're in second and third grade, maybe you got you know, a note sent home that said he or she plays well with others. But whoever championed that? Nobody ever looked at the plays well with others as something that was really, really important. And yet, I think it is really important. I think we have to get back to finding out who plays well with others because those are the people who are going to find really high levels of success. Now, over a lifetime, a little teeny bit of success every single day can have huge payoff over time. However, if you haven't been a person who has paid attention to your network, if you haven't been a person who has really cared about these long-term and mutually beneficial relationships and understanding how to leverage, how you connect with people, and how to think about what is the feeling that I'm leaving them with, if you haven't really paid attention to it, it means you're going to have to make some changes in how you deal with all the people who you encounter. And I will tell you, I know firsthand that change is hard. Nobody likes change. And in fact, when we know that we have to go out and make changes in our core of who we are as a person and how we're going to behave and the actions that we're going to take on a daily basis, oftentimes we fail because we don't want to change. And as I said, most strategies, when people sit down and say, here's how I'm going to change, they fail because they're not properly designed and they're not properly implemented. But if your whole purpose is to create better relationships with people, there is no flaw in that design and it is not hard to implement. You just have to realize that you, know, you can't map out a path to a perfect relationship. You can't fake it. You can't meet somebody and think, oh, I'm totally going to manipulate this person. Well, let me back up a step. You can. The world is full of frauds. The world is full of people who will take advantage of others who are phonies. But I don't think you're listening to a podcast like this because you're a person who wants to be a fraud in your soul. You're not a person who wants to take advantage of people and screw people over and that you're going to show up and put on a phony face even though you you know, don't like to be around these people and you have no intention of it being mutually beneficial. I don't think that's why you listen to a show like cool things entrepreneurs do. I think you listen to this show because you want to be better. You want to find more success. You realize that you have something inside of you, that entrepreneurial ping, where you want to be doing things at a higher level. You want to be more successful and you want to find the path that really gets you to the level of success that you want to achieve. So all you have to do is make sure that you're making the relationships a priority. If you look around at your customers, at your vendors, at your employees, at the people who you, you know, meet at Starbucks, if you look at it that every single person you meet is a chance for you to leave somebody just a little better. Maybe you brighten their day, you make them feel a little better. You're gonna find that the relationships that you build are gonna become stronger, which means you're gonna have more referrals, you're gonna end up with more business, and over a lifetime, you're gonna have a lot more success. Now the pushback that I get is people say, well, Tom, you don't understand how busy I am. We hide behind busy in our society as if it is some faux badge of honor. We think if I'm really busy, people are going to look at me and be very impressed because of, of my busy, busy schedule. We're always taking out our phones when they're in the middle of a meeting and say, oh, wait a minute, this is important because somehow we want people to think, oh, look at how cool I am. I'm so busy. But the problem is, if you're so busy that you can't pay attention to the people around you, 
over a lifetime, you're not going to find those levels of success. Think about it. You know who these people are who are always so have they've manufactured a schedule of trying to prove that they're the busiest person in the room. And what they're doing is they're trying to prove that if they're busier than you in their own mind, they're trying to prove that, you know, I think they're trying to prove to themselves that maybe they're better than you. So don't focus on, oh, I'm too busy to do this stuff. Focus today on who can I make just feel a little bit better. And you make that a habit. None of this is hard to get going. If you want to do it, you have to do the little teeny actions consistently. But I will tell you, if you treat people in a manner where they walk away feeling that you see them as important and you leave them with a positive feeling, these are the people who are going to refer you to more business. They're the people who are gonna come back. They're gonna be those loyal customers who aren't looking to save $10, you know, in order to save just a little bit of money. They're gonna come, they're gonna spend $10 more, shoot $100, $1,000 more, because they know that you're bringing that level of value. The other thing I believe that people do is they focus on the limitations. When it comes to building a network, when it comes to the customer experience, heck, the experience that anyone has with you, I think people look at the limitations and they say, I'm not capable of doing that. I don't have the right personality. I don't have the right type of time. Whatever it is, they list all the reasons they can't. And yet I want you to look at the most successful entrepreneurs you know. Do they sit around with a focus on all the BS that's going on in their life and all the things that they can't control that are awful? And do they sit around and whine? Or do they say, okay, there's a set of problems over there, but what can I do? Not what are my limitations, but what are the things that I can do to get stuff done? I believe the people who really find success don't sit around whining about what they can't do or what someone else can't do. And that brings up an interesting point. So often we focus on the limitations of others. Well, I'll tell you what, you can't control how other people behave. First of all, not every relationship you try to build are you going to find a love connection. Not everybody who you're trying to establish a relationship with, not everybody wants to have a relationship with you. And you know what? That's okay. Treat them nice anyway and put your attention on someone where you can build that. Make the experience that people have with you a huge priority. And I promise you, you're going to see more success over the long run of what you're doing. Now, before I go on with this episode, I want to thank our sponsor. And I got to tell you, when I deal with our sponsor, I always feel good. The sponsor of this episode is Podfly Productions. Podfly Productions, they take the headache out of creating your own podcast. And I know a lot of you want to start a podcast, and it's a great way for you to start relationships with people. I will tell you that in the year and a half that I have been doing cool things entrepreneurs do, I have never found a better networking tool than having this podcast. Now, people say, Tom, that's weird. You've written several books on networking. You know, you speak at conferences, you teach other people on how to build relationships. Why are you saying your podcast is the best? Well, number one, when I bring people on this show to be interviewed, it's all about them which means they feel very good. When I promote the show on social media, they feel great. And almost nobody says no to being a guest on the show. So I'm gonna tell you right now that the podcast is a great networking tool and you can't do better than to work with Podfly Productions. They're gonna set you up with the right equipment and the training so that you sound awesome. Now, if you wanna start a, pod, a podcast, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. 
So when we think about how we're building our relationships, it comes back to what is your personal brand? What are you known for? And if you're really not clear on what this is, let me tell you, you still have a personal brand. Just because you don't know what it is doesn't mean it doesn't exist in the marketplace. We all have a personal brand. And your brand, it's very simple. I heard this one time, the best definition of a brand is a brand is a promise, period. A brand is a promise of how you're gonna behave. And the people who know you and who know of you in your business community, they already know what your brand is. They are already aware of how you behave because we're always creating stories and judging people and people are doing that about you. If you're not controlling your brand and writing your brand and living your brand in the actions that you take every day, you still have a brand out in the marketplace. So you need to think about this and take ownership of it and actually figure out how is my brand, how is it different? What do I look like to others in the biz, in the business that I'm in, and how do I not look like a cookie cutter of just everybody else? But a lot of people, we undermine our brand. I talked to somebody the other day and I asked them what they did for a living. They said, oh, I'm just a sales rep. What do you mean you're just a sales rep? No, you don't want that to be your brand. Oh, I'm just like everybody else. I'm carrying a bag, chasing a quota. I'm just a sales rep. No, no, no. Your personal brand is you are exposing people to a product or a service that can make their life better. So people ask me all the time, Tom, what do you do? I was on an airplane the other day. They said, Tom, what do you do? And I said, I'm a salesperson. The person said, really? What's the next question you would ask if somebody said that? They said, what do you sell? And I said, I sell myself because I am a professional speaker and a professional master of ceremonies. And I am one of the most fortunate people in the world that I get to do what I love on a daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly basis. That starts a huge conversation because how many people do you know really lead with, I get to do what I love every single day? Well, I think for many of us who are solopreneurs and, and small business owners, if we really have a passion for our product and our service, then we get, to, we get to live that dream. We get to live that American dream of going out and doing and creating. Well, if that's you, why are you selling yourself short by saying, well, I just own a small business? No, put it out there that your personal brand is that you're doing something that you love and you're making a difference. Because when you're excited, they get excited. When you feel real good about your product and service and what you have to offer, I promise you other people will feel good and that's going to make you stand out. You're going to be one of those people who people want to be around because I assure you, I assure you that others aren't doing that. So many people aren't concerned at how their personal brand touches other people. I want each of you who are listening to sort of take this on. As you run into people over the course of the next day, week, month, I want you to ask yourself, how does my personal brand, what I stand for, the promise that I put forward into my community, how is that impacting that person? After you have an interaction with a potential client or with a client or with a vendor, ask yourself specifically, how do I think I made that person feel? And then try to make sure that that answer is going to be very positive. If it's not, you've got some work to do. But be open to this and look for the good in other people. So often I think people think that their business is a competition. They've got money. I've got a product. Somebody's got to win. Well, I don't think that's what sales is at all. I think it's a win-win. If you're providing a quality product or service and they pay you for it, everybody has just won. Because I'll tell you, as a person who believes that I am a salesperson first, I will tell you if I don't sell my services, I don't get paid. 
If I don't get paid, I can't pay the mortgage. I can't pay for food. I can't pay for college tuition for my kids. There's so many things that I need to do to run my life. And it all comes back to, am I finding new clients? But I don't look at it as a competition, me versus them, or even me versus another speaker or another master of ceremonies. I know I'm not going to win every single time. However, if I don't win this year, maybe that client will come back and and hire me next year. Because one thing is true with associations and companies. They have an annual meeting by the name of it, the annual meeting. They're going to have another one next year. And if for whatever reason they don't pick me, but they walk away saying, wow, he really made me feel good. He was a pleasure to speak to, then maybe, just maybe, I'm going to show up on that list next year. And I am in this game for the next decade or 20 years. Therefore, they don't have to hire me now. They can hire me at another time and it still works out. But you have to go into it with every person who you encounter looking for what's good in them. Don't look at it as a competition. Don't look at people's flaws. So oftentimes I'll be at a conference and we'll meet somebody and someone will walk away and say, did you see her hair? Well, you spent the whole time looking at someone's hair and what was maybe wrong with it? No, look at what someone, look for the good that other people are bringing to the table. And then ask yourself afterwards, as I said, how did that interaction, how do I think I made them feel? Because all business is relationship business. I don't care what you do. I think, I think we live in a world where a lot of people think, oh, it's just about the transaction. But your career, your life, your, your soul isn't about a single transaction. So you have to get beyond that. We live in this world that is social media and gadget crazy. And somehow we think a like, a link, a share, or a follow has more value than it does. I promise you that on LinkedIn, someone could follow you who thinks you're a jerk. There's no relationship there. They don't even like you. But with the click of a button, they're connected to you in social media. People tell me all the time, oh, I have like 2,000 friends on LinkedIn. No, you don't. You have 2,000 people who, for whatever reason, have clicked to be connected to you on LinkedIn. It goes much, much deeper than that. You really have to say, do I have a relationship? Now, I'm not dissing social media. I love it. And it's a great way to catalog the people who you meet. But if you're not investing in a real relationship, and relationships mean there's feelings. Think about it with your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your children. There's emotion. There's feelings involved in those relationships. The same thing is true in business. We have to realize that if we're in a relationship with somebody, they're going to have feelings. Now, it doesn't mean they have to date you and be in love with you, but they're going to have feelings about you, and you have to cultivate those feelings. Much as in a marriage or other relationship, if you don't cultivate it, it can die. We live in a country where people get divorced commonly, but if you work on it and you cultivate it, you can have long-term happy marriages and happy relationships, but people have to be invested into that. Oftentimes, people think that their whole relationship revolves around the point of sale. And once they get the sale, they feel like they're done with that one and they run on to the next one. Please start thinking about this customer experience of how people experience you. Think about the fact that this, you have to leverage these feelings over time. Customer service is not a department or a job title. Customer service is a way of life. And if you are really looking at how am I servicing people, whether or not they're buying from you, this isn't even about your customers. This is about everybody you encounter. If you think, how am I servicing them? Am I making them feel better? If you run into somebody who's having a bad day and you can just smile, nod, give them a little pat on the back, you may have just changed everything in their demeanor and how they're going to feel about you will be changed just a little. Now, being nice to someone one time, doesn't create more business for you? No way, not a chance. 
But if you make that your habit, that you wanna make sure that you're leaving people feeling better because they encountered you than they did otherwise, you're gonna do better. Ask yourself, am I creating a wow for every person who I deal with? So that's the message for today. What's the experience that you have in your interactions with people? I'm kind of hoping that if you've listened to this show for this long, for 20 minutes, I'm kind of hoping that you're having a good experience for tuning in to cool things entrepreneurs do. If not, you would have stopped listening a long, long time ago. But you have to put it into practice. Hearing good ideas only goes so far. You have to be able to put these ideas into action. And I hope twice a week when we bring you the show, you get a little nugget of idea. I can't come and hold your hand. I can't take you across the street but I can encourage you and I can tell you I've been exactly where you've been. I know that so many people listen to the show are solopreneurs or want to be their own boss. They want to start their own thing, but it's scary. I've heard a statistic that 40% of us are going to be working for ourselves in some format and I don't know that we're ready to do it. If you're a regular listener of the show, you know that I am launching the Cool Things Project. This is a group community, a group coaching program where I'm trying to get a community of 10 plus people together to meet weekly on Google Plus, to have a closed Facebook page where we can chat and share ideas, and then one-on-one, -on -one, a couple times every six months, I will talk to those people and sort of help guide them along. It doesn't cost a lot. It's $100 a month with a six-month commitment. That's all. It's a $595 fee. But if any of this resonates with you and you think, I can't do it alone, I need to have a little bit of guidance, that's why we're putting this together. And the guidance isn't just me. I'm not standing up here saying, I'm some guru, I'm so great. But for seven years, I've worked for myself. And for seven years, I've made a lot of mistakes. And I haven't always treated everybody the way I wanted to treat them. And I don't know that everybody has walked away from me always saying, hey, I feel a little bit better but I'm working on it and I'm working on it day by day, piece by piece. And that's why we're creating the cool things project because somewhere out there listening, someone is out there saying, I think they're talking to me. So if so, jump over to tomsinger.com, pull down the about button. There's a menu item that says group coaching program. Jump over there. If you have questions about it and I get these questions, email me and I will gladly tell you why I'm doing it, what the motivation is and see if this is a win-win thing. If it's not your cup of tea, cool. And if you're a regular listener of the show, do me one little favor. Jump over to iTunes and leave a review. I know that not very many people do this, but I ask a lot because the reviews really make a difference to the show. And if you found a little value, it'll take you two minutes to go and leave a review saying what it is that you like about this show. So thanks for tuning in. Our next episode is going to be episode number 150. I can't even believe when I started this show, I didn't know if I would have the stick to to be able to get through 25 shows, much less 150 of them. But here we are, and the show keeps going, and I keep hearing from people who are new listeners who say, hey, I like the show. I'm a little bit addicted. That's cool. You can binge listen to my show, but please, if you're a binge listener, be the person who goes and does the review. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple days with that next episode with an interview with somebody very cool, and it's going to be episode number 150. So in the meantime... I want you to go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.